Welcome to episode 51 of the 24-Hour Hustle Show. And today, we got special guest, speaker, writer, and author, Author D. Angel. Welcome to the 24-Hour Hustle Show. I'm your host, Anthony Freeze, and this is the show where we get the opportunity to sit down with amazing guests and find out about their stories, their struggles, and also their success. If this is the very first time you are finding out about us, definitely make sure you subscribe to the channel. Make sure you hit the bell so that you can get notified every single time I post. But today, we got special guest, author D'Angel on the show. Um, number one, I want to give out a shout out to Latia Brock for being able to put this together. If you have not seen her episode, definitely make sure you check that one out. She's definitely a good person, good friend of mine, um, been able to put this together. So um, she had recommended me to you, um, got a chance to hear about your story a little bit, and then we got a chance to sit down over a cup of coffee over at Panera Bread, and uh, we definitely got a chance to, <coughs> to connect and uh, love your story. Um, I feel like it's definitely motivating, inspiring. I feel like when people hear it, they will definitely be inspired by it. Um, and it's definitely a really good redemption story, I feel like. And be able to write a book of your own and be able to pull this off, I think, is phenomenal. So uh, I'm definitely glad to be able to have you on the show and be able to get into the conversation. So welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, no problem. So, um, so for people that may not know who you are yet, Give us your your name, your background, you know, where you're from, where you grew up, and uh, and uh, so we can let the people know where you're coming from. Okay. Uh, my name is Arthur D. Angel, and uh, I'm originally from New Jersey. I grew up there most of my life. Um, around the age of 18, I moved to Pittsburgh with my mom and my little brothers, and uh, I've been here ever since. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So what what brought you to Pittsburgh, or what, what inspired the move? Well, it was mainly my mom. My mom wanted to move back home. My mom's originally from Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and I guess she wanted to change. She was tired of New Jersey, so mm-hmm. we ended up packing it up, coming up here, and moving to Homewood. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so um, let's let's get into your story a little bit of you know, because I know a number of years passed. I know you've been here in Pittsburgh for some time now. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, tell us your story, you know, of what inspired the book, how the, the concept came about, and just kind of get in, in, into the, 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 thick, the thick of things. Well, <clears throat> one of the special things about the book is it's something I never intended on doing. Um, I won't try to spoil it for the readers, you know. I give a little bit of description of how it ended up coming to be. And um, then once it had a purpose, I started working on it more and more. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome, awesome. So um, what what would you say the book is about? Um, for people that may not know, if you could give us like a brief synopsis or like what it's about or what inspired it. Well, the book is kind of like a chapter out of my life, so to speak. Um, <clears throat> I don't go into my whole life story because I want the book to be an inspiration and not just another hood book. See, a lot of guys, they want to tell all their street stories and and all that other stuff included in the book. And I don't think, you know, I wanted it to be in there. So, you know, to me, it just reminded me of being upstate and in the cell with somebody and we telling each other street stories to, mm-hmm. to show how much stuff we was doing out here. And that's not the message I wanted to send. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> excuse me, I tried to keep it simple 
and only include certain things that, you know, supported the book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that, you know, that, you know, happened was um, one of the things that we talked about was you you did get incarcerated for, you know, whatever reason. But one of the things that really impacted me is how you've been able to turn things around and be able to write this book. Not a lot of people could say they've been able to do that. Like like what I said before when we sat down, like mm-hmm. that's a huge milestone. Mm-hmm. Um, and you should definitely be proud of it and, and own up to it a lot more because I'm telling you, that's it's a, a really big thing. So... Um, what were uh, what was it like, you know, whenever you did come up with the concept of the book, and what was like the moment that you said that you would say that made you want to turn things around? Uh, one of the moments that made me want to turn things around was um, I was upstate and I was in, you know, I was in a cell. I mean, I'm sorry, I was in a hole. I had gotten to another fight and um, <clears throat> I had got a letter from my daughter. Uh, at the time, I believe she was about seven years old. And, you know, I'm reading the letter, and what rocked me was, you know, the fact that, you know, the end of the letter, she said, okay, Dad, recess is over, so I will talk to you later, love you. And that hit me to the core because it was like, you know, here's my daughter who's seven years old, and she's taking time off from recess while all the other kids are playing to write her selfish dad who's upstate and in prison. Mm. So that's um, that's one of the things that really started to wake me up. Mm-hmm. And at um, what point did you like say to yourself, man, I really want to write a book? Or what inspired you to get to get to the point where you actually want to write this book? Um, after it started flowing and I started seeing what it was becoming, I started getting a you know idea. Hey, you know this could help somebody else. Maybe me telling my story might inspire others. Maybe I could be an inspiration. Maybe I could help guys like me that going back and forth to prison, uh, that camp that that are coming home, uh, don't know what to do, afraid, uh, don't have the confidence to go out there and, and get a job. You know, thinking that your record is always going to hold you back. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always have to be that way, but the first thing you have to do is change how you see things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That that's a huge thing for sure. And one of the things that I always tell people, like one of the things that influences our mindset is the things that we read. And the fact that you've been able to write this book and be able to give that to people to be able to read, be inspired by it, be motivated, uh, be motivated by it, is a huge influence over people. And I feel like if people get the chance to you know check it out and read it, get a chance to you know find out what it's about and how it can potentially inspire them. I think it's hugely impactful for sure. Um, and also even be able to have you here now, being able to share your story where people can actually see you, hear it, yes, and sir. then also be able to promote it out to the world for people to be able to hear. Yes, it's sir. it's it's huge. Um, it's definitely impactful. Um, so what was the process like whenever um, you did start to write the book? At, at what point in time did you actually get a chance to start writing the book? Um it started in my basement, man, and uh, once I kept going, that first night when I first started writing, I think I probably only came out my basement just to make coffee and feed my dog, man. <laughs> right. I mean, I just stayed downstairs. with. I just kept making pots of coffee and just staying downstairs and writing, rewriting, and um, it just kept flowing. Mm-hmm. It just started flowing, and, you know. 
What was the other part you were saying? Though? So just like so, what in, what inspired it, or um, or wow, well, um, and and just like um, what was the process like in writing the book? Because uh, um, I know I know okay. writing a book is definitely a hard task. So what was the process like for <clears throat> you whenever you got the chance to write it? And I was like, what point in time did you start to write it? It was uh, it, it takes up it takes up some time. Yeah, you know it was. You know, although the book is not a giant book, it was still days, you know, I spent in that basement probably 12 hours, mm-hmm. you know, just working, thinking, and just looking over my life, looking where I came from. And, uh, you know, I was well, I work, you know, I do construction, and I got kids, and as you know, I got a teenager that stays with me. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was difficult to juggle my time, you know, between everything, but <clears throat> one of the major parts that happened was... Um, I remember I was about to turn in the book. I was so tired of it, like just looking at it, just reading it. I tried to edit it myself. That uh-huh. didn't work. If you go and do a book, get you an editor and just pay the money, man. <laughs> right. Listen, I spent some weeks uh-huh. just racking my brain, you know, thinking, okay, all I need to do is hit spell check. Right. This thing going to be ready. Just highlight the whole thing <laughs> and just go through it. We ready. Then, you know, you hit that button, you see all these little lines. Like, uh-huh. oh, man. So, you know, the... Another thing, too, is when you're trying to quote somebody or cite something, you know, there's certain ways you got to do it, all that stuff. So it was like, man, I just got to let somebody else edit it. Let me just write. So anybody that's looking to write a book, my suggestion to you, my advice would be to just write and let somebody else that's a professional do the work for you. Just write. Just write what comes to mind. You know, you don't have to worry about all the punctuation, all that stuff. Just let it flow first. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And what would you say was like, maybe even in addition to that, what would you say is like one of the biggest challenges or struggles that you faced in the beginning of writing the book that you faced in the beginning, and how did you overcome that? Maybe in addition to the editing <coughs> process. Uh, some of the, the things is I, I got a little bit of controversy involved in the book. Okay. You know, some of the subjects I talk about um, – with, you know, religion, uh, violence in our cities, uh, police brutality, uh, a lot of subjects that's probably going to rub people the wrong way. And um, so a lot of people, a lot of our people especially, you know, they're so used to seeing a typical black man. You know, he comes out, he says all the stuff that, you know, is happening to us. This is what the white man is doing. And, you know, he... he, you know, digs up all this stuff from the past and gets everybody riled up and angry and angry, but <clears throat> they don't, they're not giving no solutions. They're all on the same platform. You know, they just want to talk about racism instead of making solutions about what we should be doing as a people mm. and how we can, you know, better ourselves. So, mm, Absolutely. And what about, like, the, the writing process, like uh, maybe, like, the late nights? Or how did, how did you manage your time as far as being able to write this book? Because you said you were also working as well as writing a book at the same time. So how did you manage your time to get this book out? Man, <clears throat> it was tough. Um, like I was saying, I was, I was towards the end where I was tired of the book. And I was working and, you know, the kids, you know, picking my son up from practice, picking – other kids up from daycare. It was getting to the point I was just sick of it, like, man, I just want to put it out. And then, you know, I got hurt leaving work one day. I tore my shoulder. And, you know, so I ended up being off work for a good amount of time. And what that did was give me my mornings 
to work on the book and write more and think about what I was putting in this book. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> I had that time, and then right after that, I was about to go back to work. I got into like two minor car accidents where my job wouldn't let me go back. So sometimes I look at things as coincidence. I don't know if that was God saying, you stay still and you write your book. Mm -hmm. I know I crashed you up, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Had but, to put you on the sideline for a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, some, I'm a firm believer sometimes in things not always being just a coincidence. Sometimes right. things happen for a reason. Absolutely. I, I totally believe in that, too. I think when I told you before when we <clears> sat down, was like one of the biggest things that I feel like whenever we're going through life and we're going through these different challenges and adversities and things that get us frustrated, like in the moment, it really it, it may get us upset and emotional and things like that. But in hindsight, it's almost like the things that were the, the, were the milestones that set you up for even greater things. Absolutely, man. Um, yeah, go ahead. Absolutely, because I remember I was ready to turn the book in. I'm like, you know, I'm tired of dealing with this. This is just a headache sometimes. It's frustrating. And I said, let me look over it one more time before I email, you know, this publishing company, this copy. Mm -hmm. And I looked at the script, and I thought, man, you know, I've been too distracted. I looked at it, and I just I wasn't pleased with it. I wasn't impressed. And, you know, all the mistakes, you know, again, get yourself an editor if you're going to write a book, man. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I looked at all the stuff I had wrong, and I was like, man, I'm about to turn in something that's just, like, I could do better than this. Mm -hmm. And so I took that time that I was off and just kept working on it, uh, worked on the cover. Um, I still didn't have the uh, title yet. Mm -hmm. So I was working on a lot, man. Mm -hmm. You know, it's unfortunate. um, <clears throat> that it took me that long, but mm. I finally got it together. Everything, you know, everything has its time. I mean, I would say it came out when it was needed. So That's true. Um, so, you know, it's, a, it's definitely a process. So, so even speaking about the title, um, I definitely love the title. I, I think it's really creative. How did you come up with the title? It was, <clears throat> it was, uh, it was funny because um, a friend of mine that I talk about in the book that was a, uh, killed by a policeman, you know, one of his last things he said to me before, right before he was killed was, hey, what's the title of your book going to be? Mm -hmm. And I still was undecided. And I just kept thinking about it because that was like the last thing he said to me. Man, you know, what are you going to name your book? And I started thinking about all the stuff I had went through. Mm -hmm. um, and I felt like, man, you know, one day I think my grandmother said to me, you know, you can't have a testimony without being tested. Mm -hmm. And some of that started to play around in my mind. And I tried to relax about it, like, it'll come to me, it'll come to me. And one day, you know, through the test of time, just popped in my mind. And I said, man, this is perfect for this. This is definitely perfect for this. Mm -hmm. So that's how yeah. I came about. Absolutely. I mean, and that's one of the things that we all have in common, no matter what, is we all have that same time that we all go through. Actually, it's funny, like, that's almost one of the, um, similar to one of the reasons why I call the show the 24-Hour Hustle Show, is because we all got the same 24 hours in a day. We all can maximize on our time to be able to pursue the things that we want. So how can we actually maximize on that? So with your title, Through the Test of Time, 
man, that that's like perfect. <laughs> like I, I love it because we all we we do, we all do go through those challenges and we all do get tested in in those certain moments. And like I said before, in those moments, like we feel like you know we get emotional about it or we don't know what's ahead or we don't know what's coming. But it truly is some of those moments that are setting you up for greater things. Mm. And uh, and I've said this on the show multiple times. One of my favorite quotes of all time by Zig Ziglar. Uh, actually, no, I'm sorry. It was, um, I think it was in uh, Dale Carnegie's book, um, How to Win Friends and Influence People. In that book, he talks about, you know, or what I'm talking about here is um, no matter the struggle or, ev- or adversity or challenge you may be going through, it equals or it has the, the, the seed of an equal or greater benefit. Mm. And uh, I, I truly believe that. I feel like if you feel like you're going through a challenge that's really tough or really hard, there's there's got to be something on the opposite of that that will equal the same amount of greatness that could come out of it. So uh, I, I'm a big believer in that. So you know sometimes when I go Me through cha- and sometimes when I go through a challenge or a struggle and I may get frustrated or or mad. And, you know, sometimes I just got to sit back and take a moment and just think, okay, let me get myself together. Something greater has got to be able to come out of this. So, And you could just flip the script. And I feel like you definitely have because, like I said before, not a lot of people could say they had the opportunity to write their own book and be able to put this, put that out there. Because this is something that will be able to not only be through the test of time, but this will be able to live throughout the rest of yes, time. Sir. So um, that that's a great accomplishment. So, um even moving forward a little bit more, um, what was the process like as far as like getting the book out there? Because I know some people, you know, may have a book written or they want to get it out there. Um, so what is the process like for publishing or who did you go with? How did you find them and things like that? Well, a lot of independent authors, they kind of go one or two ways. Um, they'll either, you know, buy a publishing package or they'll try to get it out there themselves and make the deals with different sites, you know, where they want to sell their book. Me personally, I, I felt like it was just easier to uh, buy the package and have them set everything up for me to find my book on different websites and ebooks, um, like in the store, in the um, like the iBook store, mm-hmm. Kindle, all that stuff. Okay. So, um, what's the publishing company name, and how did you find them? Uh, they're called Lulu. Okay. Um, I was looking through and looking at different um, publishing companies, and um, I stumbled on them, and I was looking at them, and I were, and then it came to me that, um, you know, they were the ones that helped get that book Fifty Shades of Grey out. Mm-hmm. So I kind of looked at the numbers. You know, when you're picking out a publishing company, you want to know, you know, what your royalties are going to be, uh, what are you splitting with this company, um, what's your book going to be available, I mean, like the price on different websites, because... <clears throat> your book might be one price at your publishing company, but maybe on Amazon, you know, it could be a different price or you could be getting a smaller royalty or a bigger royalty. Mm-hmm. So you always got to check some of that stuff out when you start picking and choosing a publishing company. Mm-hmm. And what kind of things do they give you whenever you are publishing? Did they, I, I can't remember or not, but they, did they help you create the cover or you got that through somewhere else? Uh, at first I had them helping me to create the cover and what I didn't, what I didn't kind of like was the fact that I couldn't talk to nobody face to face. Now there was nothing wrong, you know. They had people to help me, but everything was just kind of like through email and phone. Right. So I was like, you know, I wanted somebody I can talk to more mm-hmm. about doing the cover. Um, mm-hmm. I actually went through two processes. After that, you know, I was talking to a guy and we couldn't come up with um, a deal to make it work for the cover. 
So I ended up going another route and dealing mm-hmm. with another guy, and he helped me get my cover together. Mm-hmm. This guy named Josh, he's pretty good. Okay, awesome. Yeah, and I do like the cover. It's definitely good artwork for sure. Um, so what were some like other things that they gave you? Did they um, um, help distribute it and things like that? Or, like where did they help distribute it in the different places? Like is it in different uh, like retail stores or anything like that? Um, all online. All um, online. Okay. Yeah, that's what they help. That's what they help do. They um they offer it on they help offer it on different lot on different sites. Okay. Like Amazon, uh, Barnes and Noble, Kobo, uh, stuff like that. You can get the ebook or print version on all of these websites. Mm. So awesome. Now, do you have um your own website as well? Uh, I do, but I've been working on it, so I've taken it down at the moment. Okay. So. Right now, until then, until I get that straightened out, how I want it. It's under construction. Be, yeah, it's under construction. Got you. Okay. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that. But um, that's awesome. So, what are some of the big things that um you wanna you know you want to have maybe impact with the book? Where do you see the book going? Where do you see it taking you? What, what's your process of like since it's now that it's out? Where do you want to go with it? Man, I feel like you know, sky's the limit. You know, I just. In the beginning, writing it, you didn't. I didn't know where I might be with it. Like I'm looking at where I'm at now, and you know how I've been able to help people um, do speaking engagements. Uh, where I want to see it go, my goal is to get into these prisons, um, get to these guys before they get home, and uh, give them something to think about. You know, everything doesn't always have to register right at that time, but. Maybe having my book, you know, a few years or right even before you're coming home or even just coming home. I like to see those guys get to read it and say, hey, you know, if this guy can change his life around after all the stuff he's done, so can I. Mm-hmm. So that's what I want guys to feel when they read it. It's like, man, you know, this isn't the end. Uh, me going back and forth to prison doesn't have to be my life. Mm-hmm. I can actually start over, you know, and be somebody completely new because that's what it becomes. It comes a process of becoming a whole new person. You know, all those old habits you had, they've got to, you know, they've got to die off and you got to become a whole new person. And mm. it's hard work, but you got to be consistent. And it's not like it's going to take, you know, a few months. It could take years for you to erase a lot of bad habits that you've been doing since, you know, either a kid or a teenager. Mm. And, you know, that's been a process for me. You know, when I was 12 years old, I was already selling drugs. And um, so, you know, I sold weed, I sold coke, crack. And, you know, I lived that way a long time until I got incarcerated. And, you know, so I'm 40 now. And, you know, I still got some habits that I need to change about myself. So it's it's an ongoing process. It doesn't have to stop and, and become a complete change. It can just be a, a growing process. Mm. You know, you just got to keep growing. Yeah, absolutely. So have you gotten an opportunity yet to get into any of these prisons and talk to people? Right now, that's what I'm working on. I'm okay. getting the book distributed and talking to some of the people that's, uh, that's running these prisons. I'll tell you what, <laughs> it's easy to get in prison, but... You know, I'm sorry, I mean, it's easy to get there, but it's harder to, to come there and, and, and do the work I want to do, mm-hmm. you know, so. What are some of the challenges or roadblocks you're faced with that? You know, just all the security, and they want to go through all the process. And, okay. <clears throat> you know, 
what's your book, they got to screen your book and, you know, do your background and, you know, they're just, you know, mm-hmm. real tight. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a really great idea. I mean, they, uh, you know, I feel like, you know, being able to get in there and talk to them and also even be able to provide the book for them to be able to read once uh, they get out, I think will be, it, it would be like a nice little starter kit to kind of send them, you know, to get to maybe to change their ways a little bit or to see someone else be able to make it and things like that, just to be able to give them, you know, some hope and some inspiration and some motivation to say, you know, like you said, if he could do it, I could do it too. So um, I think that'll be something great if you're able to pull it off. And I think you can. You just got you just got to stay at it. Keep at it, yeah. Absolutely. So um, what, are, what are some of the other things that you may be looking to do in the future? Are you maybe looking to write? Write more books, more speaking engagements. What's what's that process looking like for you? Mm, the book I'm kind of putting to the side right now. I think my work should be more into the speaking engagements. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot to say too. You know, I want to speak to the troubled youth as well. You know, get into these juvenile detention centers and these prisons, and talk to those guys as well. You know, maybe I can help change somebody before it's too late. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. absolutely, but, uh, yeah. I just I want to hold these engagements and. Hmm. And the prisons just seem to be, that's where I need to be at. Mm-hmm. So if somebody was watching right now that may be in a you know similar situation or a negative or toxic environment that they want to get out of, what would be like the biggest message that you would want to get across to them that maybe, you know, change their mindset on something or something that may inspire them? What, w- what would you say to them if they were watching this right now? I would say to them, take a look around you and... See the things that you are able to change. Some things you can remove, some things you can't. Uh, remove as much of the toxic environment out as you can. Maybe it's the people you hang with. Maybe it's uh, where you're staying at. You know, these are some of the things you got to think about working on daily. So. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, toxic environment definitely is a big one. People you associate with. That's huge. I feel like that's like number one on the list. If like you want to change your situation, you should probably change the people you hang with. Yeah. Um, just depending on you know their situation and and how they are moving through life. If it's if it's a, the lifestyle that you don't want or are trying to get away from, maybe you should slowly distance yourself away from those people. Um, you don't necessarily gotta cut them out of your life. Um, if it's like if they're like not one hundred percent like something like terrible, but. You know, for the most part, you know, just distance yourself away from them and try to associate with people that maybe are in life where you want to be. Yeah, because, you know, I know I know a lot of guys who, you know, they come home and they don't necessarily have to be doing anything wrong, but they hang them with people that are doing wrong. You know, there's only, you don't have to be the one doing something to involve you. You know, how they say you're getting guilty by association sometimes. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always have to be you with the actions that's wrong. It could be the people you're hanging out with. You never know what they really got going on with their life. You ain't seen them in years. And, mm-hmm. you know, you could put yourself in a situation where you can go back to prison mm-hmm. or you can go to prison. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. a big thing right there. Yeah. Do you feel like that's one of the reasons why there's almost like this revolving thing where it's like they come in and go out and come in and go out of prison multiple times? Oh, yeah. It's hard. Uh, my first time getting out of prison, you know, it had been close to, you know, six years, and, you know, you get home, and, you know, it's weird at first, and then you start catching up with people you ain't seen in a minute, you know, they taking you out, you know, 
That's you know that's a lot of that's what a lot of people do when somebody comes home, take them out, take mm-hmm. them to a bar, show them a good time, take them out to eat, <clears throat> and you start getting all these temptations. You know, people might be around you smoking weed. You know, you ain't supposed to be smoking weed. You're on parole. Um, you know, you're starting to see these women now. You know, I've done it. You know, you you're breaking your curfew. You know, to go out here and see women and you know be in the spotlight and be around people and, and all these social scenes, and you know. Before you know it, you just keep getting comfortable and comfortable until, you know, they come shut shut stuff down on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I totally I totally understand that for sure. So um, so also, like, um, you know, what, what, are, what are some other things that you would say that maybe inspire somebody or what, what are maybe some good tips that you would give somebody on top of, you know, association and maybe distance yourself away from these type of people? What are some other things that you would say maybe helped you even along the way? Some of the things that helped me along the way. Um, there was a lot that helped me along the way. One of those things was trying to surround myself with, with, with good people. Mm-hmm. And uh, just staying focused on what I needed to do, you know. As I, I talk about in the book, <clears throat> one of the things that also kept me grounded and going from you know completely, you know, off the off the way was you know I had a son in CYF that I had to get out, and you know I was still making mistakes and still messing around, but still in the back of my mind I tried my hardest like I need to stay focused because this is what I need to do mm. uh, I got to get my man's out of the situation he's in and and show him something better mm. so all right cool cool and then uh so like and uh, and as we get closer to wrapping up um if there's something that we didn't get a chance to talk about or you know say or you didn't get a chance to say is there like maybe like a big message that you're you know looking to get across or what's like the <laughs> legacy that you're looking to leave behind or if somebody's watching right now what's like the message that you're really looking to hammer in on um what what would that be <clears throat> for you oh uh, one of those things is responsibility taking responsibility for your actions um Stop blaming everybody else. Stop giving everybody else the power by saying, I'm in this situation because of this person or because of this that person um, is holding me back. Nobody's holding you back but you. So, you know, always try to tell people, too, you know, blessings never come to a dark heart. You got to get a lot of the hate and anger about your, about your heart, about some of the things you went through in life, and take responsibility and say to yourself, you know, what part did I play in this happening? So those are two things right there. Mm. So. That's definitely impactful for sure. And then um, last two questions. Where would be the best place to get this phenomenal book that you got right now? Where would that? Where would people be able to get this book? And where is maybe the best <clears throat> place for people to follow your work, contact you, and things like that? Okay. Um, some of the places you can get the book, uh, printed or ebook, um, is at Lulu's website. Um you can go to Amazon. Um, you can go to Barnes and Noble and Kobo. And they all carry either the ebook or the printed version. Uh, it's also available at the iBook store. Mm. So um, you want to contact me. Um, I'm on Facebook, Author D'Angel, and as well on Instagram. 
Awesome. And then the last question I always ask people is, what is a 24-hour challenge that you would propose to the audience, maybe somebody that may be going through tough times or a struggle or something like that? What would be a challenge that you would maybe give to them to maybe get themselves on the right track? I would say take one of your habits that you know um, you're not benefiting from. Maybe it's being late to everywhere you need to go. I would say, you know, look at some of the things that you can change and little by little, it'll start to impact how you see life and how people view you. And that's when the change starts to take place. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. Well, um, I definitely appreciate you for being able to be on the show, being able to share your story and things like that. Definitely, if you're watching right now, definitely check out Through the Test of Time. Definitely go to the website and check it out, uh, all the different places that you could potentially get it. Check out his Facebook, his Instagram, follow him on social media. He's definitely doing great things. Grow, baby, grow. Absolutely. That's what it's about. Um, And, uh, you know, definitely glad to have you on the show. So um, now that we're wrapping up now, now that we know what D Angel does with his 24 hours, we want to know what you do with your 24 hours. If you got any questions at all for either me or him, definitely put them down below. If you have a question at all that maybe want to be featured on a future episode, definitely leave your questions down below as well. And as always, definitely make sure you like, subscribe, turn on notifications, share this as well, and we will see you on the next episode.